You're going to be a football player when you grow up? Today is the best day of your life. Believe me. Give me eight years of daylight. Greatest leader I've ever known. What a ride it's been. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've been in football all my life. VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. Welcome to the 2019 Mockery Mock Draft Show. This is our third annual. We've been known to hit some picks across the board. We've been digging deep. We love the draft. Benny and myself have been into the draft from when we were young, young bucks. I remember having a toy chalkboard, and I used to write the names of players on that chalkboard, cross the names off, real old school stuff. We got a a dry erase board now with a bunch of names on it. We got our notes out. We put together a real nice mock draft for you guys. We're taking some chances. We're going off the beaten path a little bit. We got some great callers, some insiders who will be making picks for their teams. Guys who have done very well on previous shows and nailed the picks. So it'll be good to hear from them. The NFL draft is cool, man. I'll tell you what. You bring college football and the NFL and the NFL world together. Whenever you bring two things together, two things that you may enjoy, it's it's great. And it's a symbol of the spring. Spring is in the air. Summer's right around the corner. The draft really gets the ball rolling towards the next NFL season. Because after this, you got your rookie camps, your veteran mandatory mini camps, all leading up to training camp. And once August 1st, that Hall of Fame game preseason gets rolling, it's nonstop football throughout. Mm -hmm. Benny, the 2019 On The Mark Mockery Mock Draft Show, I know you're pumped, babe. Oh, I'm always excited for this show. It's one that I really look forward to all year just because of how much I love the draft. And the funny thing is the draft experts that you see on any channel that you might see on TV or whatnot on the radio, listen, they swing and miss more than we do sometimes. So everyone's essentially an expert at this point, and we know a good amount about the league. So we put our head together and figure out a nice mock draft. There's no question about it, Benny. There, it's a total crapshoot once you get to a certain point. And honestly, in this year's top end, I would go as far as to say it's close your eyes and throw darts at a board. My vibes for this draft maybe aren't as strong as they've been in previous years because it just so happens the Raiders control the board with three picks in the first round. The Raiders control night one of the draft. And with Mike Mayock and John Gruden teaming up with no real history together, obviously drafting, it's hard to get a a true feel for what they want to do. We know they sent the scouting department packing. Mm -hmm. Those weren't Mayock's guys. They had leaks last year. Mayock's going to be building his scouting department for next year after this draft. So they're running a tight ship. They're keeping everything secret. Very, very secretive with the Raiders right now. And it's going to... The the first round is going to fall as they make their moves. Mm -hmm. VIP listeners, something I want you to keep in mind in preparation for this episode. We had to purge out most of the scouting department and many of our insiders. There was too many leaks bouncing around the city. 
bouncing around the internet. There was too many rumors of our leaked picks. Yeah. And we'd like to keep this thing close to the vest, tightly sealed, so you get the picks when you listen to the podcast. Benny, it was a purge that me and you feel good about, just like Gruden and Mayock felt good about purging the Raiders scouting department this past week. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's a serious draft this year. You can't fuck around. You can't play around with it. You know, the last couple ones, we were having fun with it. This one, we needed to cut it down, slim down, get serious, so we purged out some of the experts. Yep, and this is one of those drafts, Benny, where there's going to be really good players that fall out of that first round and maybe even fall out of that second round. Yeah. You're getting a big name with recognition that you're like, oh, man, I remember watching him on Saturdays, and you're getting him in the middle of the third round. It's a deep draft, and sometimes these teams have to pick based off a need and not the talent out there. So it's not crazy for a guy to slip to the third round that easily could have been a mid-first rounder. And it's fascinating the names, how they could go end up going top end of the first round, or they could be lower in the first round. Yeah. There's like so Ed many Oliver. of those names. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be fun to see how this thing plays out. And, gang, here we are. We're forecasting it for you. The On the Mark Mock Mockery Draft Show. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. Benny, the Kyler Murray to the Cardinals talk that has been going on for months now is clearly something that makes sense because of Kingsbury recruiting Murray from high school to college. Sure. Okay. Now, this is where I'm going to go with it. As of tonight, gang, we're doing this show on Monday night. Kyler Murray has not been announced as the number one overall pick. He's He has taken visits elsewhere. I could see an instance where Kingsbury, many of whom didn't think he deserve the Cardinals job has no say in that draft room Steve Steve Kime knows it's his job he drafted a quarterback in the first round last year who did well at certain points they invested a lot in Rosen so with the first pick in the on the mark mockery mock draft show we have the Arizona Cardinals selecting Quinn and Williams big Q we know how impactful a dominant player in the interior of that defensive line is. We've seen Quinnen mocked one, two, three, four. If you're that good to go two, three, or four, you could certainly go one. And our thoughts and prayers are with Nick Saban, who just had hip surgery today. Hmm. Benny, what do you think of the big cue to the Cardinals? Well, Shaking a, it up. Nobody yeah, has that. It's a little surprising. You know, no Kyler Murray. But at the same time, I could see all that Kyler Murray hype being a bit of a smokescreen trying to get some other team namely the Raiders to jump up and draft a Kyler Murray trade up for him but at the end of the day I don't hate it and here's a main reason why not only do I like Quinn and Williams as a player I think he's a beast I think he's a monster and almost as big of a surefire boom as you can find in this draft but let's say Josh Rosen let's play the game Josh Rosen went back to school last year and played his senior year If he was coming out in the draft after all the process and with every all the interviews and everything, uh, there would be a lot of people saying the Cardinals should draft Josh Rosen number one over Kyler Murray. 
and maybe even the Cardinals would draft Josh Rosen over Kyler Murray well, number one this year. I totally agree. Kyler Murray has some negatives. Number one, 510. Number two, one year of college football under his belt. Number three, that introverted personality. Yes. I don't know how well he really comes across to be the face of a franchise. Agreed. I don't know how well this 5'10 young kid could, you know, command a leadership role in the locker room. I totally agree. And do these NFL guys just think, hey, if things don't go right, he's going to run back to baseball? There's, there has to be that thought. Yeah. So let's keep that in mind as the on the mark. Mockery mock draft rolls on. The San Francisco 69ers are on the clock. Matter of fact, Benny, the cue card just got passed over. Their pick they're is running in. up. Yeah, they're running up to make the pick. <laughs> Kentucky pass rusher Josh Allen. Kid's got all the athletic traits. He's got a pass rush arsenal in terms of his moves. I worry about if he can play the run or not. But I think, okay, he's going to be a good one. I, gut instinct. See, you said you didn't have a great feel for the draft, and I think I do have a good feel for the draft this year. Josh Allen is one I'm feeling could be a bust, and that's not to say he doesn't have all the physical traits and check off all the boxes. He has everything that he needs to be a stud in the NFL. I just don't know if he's going to put it all together and he's going to live up to a number two draft pick at the end of the day. Maybe if he was going at seven or 13, we might look back and say, hey, that was a good pick. At two, I think you might be able to get a better NFL player moving forward. Fascinating. You know how sexy these edge rushers are in today's game. Yeah. Everybody wants one. The 49ers need one. So you can understand why they're going past rusher here. Well, he's a physical freak. You know, one of those fast twitch guys. Nick Bosa is a slow twitch guy. Some people are scared of that. So I could see them at the end of the day, getting scared off of somebody, a big lumberer like that, and wanting the quick guy. They have been known, especially with John Lynch at GM, to do some wild things, things that people didn't expect if them to John do. John has won too many Mai Tais the night before the draft, you don't know what could happen. I was watching, that's true. I was watching the night of the draft. I was re-watching that uh, Philadelphia draft two years ago, his first one in San Fran. And it's funny how Mayock and all these other guys predicted four or five different guys, and he went with somebody totally different. He's an out-there kind of guy. He gets an easy ride for some reason in the media. Nobody really comes down on him too yeah. hard. A guy the media hit pretty hard, and they are on the clock now, the New York Jets. Adam Gase, this will be his first pick with the team. Googly eyes. See what direction they go. I like Adam Gase. Adam googly eyes. And for the pick, we have our Jets insider, a guy who's been on this show multiple times, Jay Vosberg up in Florham Park with the Jets pick. Yeah. Uh, the On The Mark Media Center, there's chaos all over. There's files and folders opened up, <laughs> desks flipped over, spider-webbed glass uh, windows. It's all chaos. Food sitting out that's been out here for days. Jay, the Jets are on the clock. Nobody's got a better heartbeat for this team than you. This is an interesting first round. The Jets can get better in multiple areas. But 
we know pass rush is something they need. Where is your research, your knowledge, your conversations leading you? Well, my first question is, did you purge Benny from the On The Mark studio? <laughs> oh, like Mike Mayock and John Gruden purged yeah, the Raiders you, you scouting s- department? I'm here. Send- I'm still here. <laughs> you send Benny the rat home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I kept Benny around. We, we purged some other members of the mock draft team. <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, yes, I think the Jets have... The glaring needs at the edge rusher. Um, I really want them to end up with a guy like Josh Allen or, or Nick Bosa. And I think if Bosa's there, he'd be the pick. Um, I really hope they don't go the interior lineman route, which they've done, you know, four or five times in the last 10 years. So it's a little bit repetitive and less of a need. But um, yeah, I think uh, edge rusher is where the Jets need to, uh, they need to land a, a playmaker on the outside there on the edge so that's that's what i'm hoping they do that's what i'm hearing that they're they're interested in so the way the board has fell quinn and williams went one here josh allen went two so you got the jets going bosa in this situation yeah i think i think they really want to trade down i mean that's been pretty well documented but i think if i think if bosa's there that's the easy pick um i've heard they're not as crazy about josh allen even though i think he'd be a good fit for what they have now uh, but yeah, in this scenario, if Bosa's there, I think he's the easy selection for the uh, third pick. You know what would, from a Jets perspective, just be so annoying? They already drafted a defensive lineman high with the last name Williams. So just seeing right. them take Quinn and Williams again. Same, if, if, same number. Yeah, same, yeah, right. After having Leonard Williams, and obviously still have him, he's a big part of the team. And then if they take Josh Allen, they once took a defensive lineman from Kentucky, Jay. Do you remember his name? Uh, Dwayne Robertson. What, where was he slotted? Because it was high. He, they traded up. They had two first-round picks that year. They traded up. They went from, like, 12 to 4 to get him. They gave up, like, the 20. They gave up, like, a mid-20s pick as well as a, a mid-teens pick to move all the way up to get him, and he was terrible. Yeah. So... My only thing is this, and I'm, I'm just very curious about this. The teams that are looking to trade with the Jets are trying to get in front of the Raiders. Is it safe to say the Raiders control this board, control this first round with the three picks? Um, yeah, you could say that. I, I think, well, in this scenario, too, by the way, if Kyler Murray's not going one or two, I think the Jets are, are going to trade out of the pick. If, if Murray falls past one, I, I don't know if Murray's not going to go one if, if it's not the Cardinals or not. But yeah, I think people are going to want to. I think the Jets are hoping people are going to want to jump the Raiders to uh, to get that third pick, especially if uh, you know if, if a boast is not there. So yeah, I think what the Raiders being like a wild card, I think that does control a lot of the uh, the uncertainty in the first couple picks. I think it makes that Jets pick appealing if things break a certain way. See. It's also funny the way the media has kind of killed the Raiders for wanting to play things close to the vest and keeping things secretive and airtight. But we all see that's playing to their advantage. It's playing right into how they want it. To, nobody knows what the Raiders are going to do. Well, that, that's what, yeah, and that's the way it should be. That, and that's I, mission I really, accomplished. It's, it's troublesome to me that the Jets have been so open with what they want to do, allegedly. You know, who knows? It all could be a smokescreen, but 
for the last month or two, it's Mike McCagnon's been preaching about how they're open for business or trying to trade the pick. And the more they say that, if there's any truth in that, they're losing leverage every time they, they say something like that. It's pretty obvious. Everybody seems to think they desperately want to trade out of that pick. So, yeah, I mean, playing it the way the Raiders are, I think, is a smart way. You, you know, they, they were called the wild card the other day on a draft show. No one really knows what direction they want to go. And quite frankly, that's how it should be. I mean, you don't want to tip your hand at all. Are you pretty much done with Jets GM McCagnon? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down on him. I, I don't think he's great. Um, I think he got lucky Landon Darnold. He made the trade, I guess, but that was kind of a desperation trade. Had to come over to quarterback last year. He hasn't shown me anything in free agency or, you know, the last couple drafts. He hasn't done a whole lot to make me think he's capable. Uh, but they come away with an interior defensive lineman. I'll be really disappointed and you know, I'll have even less faith in him than I, than I do today, which is not much. Jay, leave me with this. Is there any funky name you're hearing that you don't hate for the Jets? Well, I mean, as of recently, it's been all this Ed Oliver talk, which, um, I don't know, again, I'm so against the interior defensive lineman thing. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, he plays up and down the line. Uh, he's probably more of a defensive end in the NFL than a defensive tackle. Yeah, but not, not, to, not to go too long on this, but, I mean, they have Leonard Williams, like you said. They just re-signed Henry Anderson. The last six years, they, they went from Mo Wilkerson to Sheldon Richardson. Even before that, Quentin Copel was kind of more of an interior lineman at the end to, yeah. to Leonard Williams. So they keep us recycling, playing these guys three or four years. Then high high picks like Vernon Golston. And, uh, yeah. and the other high defensive lineman they picked, uh, well, they had, Sean Ellis. Uh, right? What, well, round, in, what round did they take Sean Ellis in? Ellis was a first-round yeah, pick. Yeah, he was with, a first-round pick. Yeah. But even 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 since I've known you, they've taken Golston. They've taken Copels. They took Mo Wilkerson. They took Sheldon Richardson. They took Leonard it's Williams. every year they're taking defensive linemen. It, it, but it's like top ten picks. And the I Jets' know. pass rush is, is horrible. So at some point, you can't continue to build around – the interior linemen, as pivotal as a part as they play, they just have two good ones now. So if you're going to take a D lineman, I mean, hell, just just trade out and, and just see what you can get, pick up some more picks. But if they stay put, take Ed Oliver, even though, even though he might be good, who knows, or Quentin Williams. It's so repetitive, and it's clearly not working. They haven't had an Ed rusher since John Abraham, really, and uh, their pass rush has been anemic for a good right. part of 10 years now. So they, I think they have to switch it up a little bit. And I think a smart GM will notice that you don't want to reach for needs necessarily, but um, you also don't want to stockpile the same type of player where you can't even get any return on your investment because they're playing 50% of the snaps because you're overloaded, crowded in that position. So I hope they don't take uh, Oliver might be good. I actually kind of like him, but I just don't, I just don't see the need unless they trade Leonard Williams, but I really hope they come away with an edge rusher, a speed rusher, someone that could get to the quarterback without having them. You know, sending six, seven guys. Uh, I feel your pain. I know you're excited for this thing. It's going to be cool. It's safe to say the Jets are going to come away with a good player in this one. How could you miss at three? You just can't. Fingers crossed. They've done it before. But I have a good feeling. I'm optimistic. I know you are. I know you are. All right, Jay, we will talk to you soon. Thank you All for right. your contributions. You are now off the mark. Thanks, guys. With the fourth overall pick in the On the Mark Mockery Mock Draft, the Oakland-Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock. There's going to be a lot of hype when that clock hits, Benny, when the Raiders logo is up there. Oh, yeah. If Kyler Murray is on the board, Twitter is going to possibly crash. Agreed. 
It's going to be non-stop Kyler to the Raiders talk. It's going to feel like a foregone conclusion. People are going to feel like the Raiders are going to rush to the podium and make that pick. I could see John Gruden wanting to. I don't know if Mike Mayock's going to want to. I think Mayock talks him off of 5'10", Kyler. And he gets a stalwart. A guy who can rush the passer, can drop back in coverage, and can play stout defense against the run. He's a true leader. He's played in big games in college against top-tier competition. LSU linebacker Devin White. I believe Devin White is a premier name in this draft and will be a guy who plays in the league for 10 to 12 years at a very high level. I totally agree. This is one of my favorite guys in this draft. One of the guys that I most strongly feel is a can't-miss pick. Exactly. And the only funny thing about him is how teams are slotted. Like, I know the Raiders want to trade back. Mm -hmm. They traded back last year. They want to collect some picks this year because they don't pick in between 35 and 106. Yeah. They want to collect some picks in the middle rounds. If you trade back a few slots, you risk losing a Devin White. Definitely. So you got to almost stick at four, because a lot of people have them going at five to the Bucks, who are now on the clock. The Bucks to me are a very uninteresting, very uninteresting team, even with uh, Bruce Arians back. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I will say, however, looking at the card, they are already maybe my favorite week one underdog pick that's going to kill all your bogus idiot betters out there. Don't get me wrong. I think they may win some games. Bruce Arians knows what he's doing. He'll find a way to get production out of Jameis. So they're going to want to have to solidify and protect Jameis. I think they're going to drift an offensive tackle here. They're going to draft a kid from Florida, keep him in state, Jawan Taylor. Huge kid. Dancing bear. Athletic. The way Jameis moves around like an idiot behind the line of scrimmage, he can make his offensive lineman look very bad at times. Sure, and I like that pick because sometimes these teams want to find their franchise quarterback and then they care about protecting him. I more think that it's better if you figure out a way to protect your quarterback before you are finding your next quarterback. And it looks like the Bucks are very close to having to find their next quarterback. Totally agree. This is his make-or-break year, Jameis. He's not going to get two years with Bruce because there's been too many weird things happening. I, I could see it a leave-or-break situation. Because Bruce isn't a spring chicken. No. Bruce is 68. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the media is criticizing his age yeah, during seriously. his fire. But when the Raiders hired 54-year-old John Gruden, it was seriously. like they hired the most archaic human being in the world. Ain't that a fact? Well, it's one thing because Arians also was in the media in between his stints in the NFL. However, he wasn't such a premium, high-paid guy. He was just a normal— uh, Just a guy. Guy. Yeah, yes. CBS. So John Gruden They were all had jealous, jealous of yes. John. Yes. yes, the jealousy of John Gruden. Now, the G-Men are on 
the clock. And we have our Giants insider, Mikey Pesh, with the pick, his research, what it's brought him to. On the On the Mark mock mockery draft pick, we have them taking athletic freak Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. Reports of him having a heart issue. He had a great senior bowl. Other guys have been drafted with the same heart issue and been just fine. I think the days of seeing those guys fall because of that rumbling are over with. Yeah, I have to agree. He's a beast. I think he'll still go high. Let's hear who Pesh has them taking. Guys, thanks so much for having me on. As always, it's a pleasure picking for On the Mark for the New York Football Giants, who have had an interesting offseason following an interesting season, to say the least. Uh, I think almost every franchise in the NFL at, at coming off a 5-11 season, quarterback is 37 years old, First-round pick sitting there at number six, you'd think quarterback. No, 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 not so fast, my friend. There has been almost zero rumors at this point that the Giants will be drafting a quarterback in that spot. And as we know, Dave Gettleman does not trade back in the draft. Not really sure if he's given a great explanation of why he doesn't do that. Uh, but I do think that they will end up taking a quarterback later on in the draft, which isn't ideal. Always just feels like you're kind of wasting a pick. Uh, and if you're not getting a stud, uh, a team like the Ravens, I feel like they obviously did not get a stud. Uh, it gives you another two, three, four years of limbo. So I think Gettleman's strategy at the quarterback position is to go back in next year, potentially the year after if he is still employed by the New York football Giants. All of that said, I think the Giants, six overall, are going to be taking Rashawn Gary. Uh, the pass rush was almost non-existent at times. They've obviously made a tremendous amount of moves on the line that have eliminated any pass rush that they've had. Uh, I do think that they're also going to look at offensive tackle, maybe Jonah Williams. Uh, but at the end of the day, they've addressed that through free agency. So the pick here, I believe, is Rashawn Gary. It's a little concerning uh, that he's only had nine and a half sacks in three seasons uh, within college. It's always tough for a guy who's this athletic that, why, why have they not produced? Why have they not made the necessary plays? So what I think, Giants, Rashawn Gary, that's the pick. Gotta respect it, Benny. The Giants need a lot of pieces. They can pick from anywhere. They need to get better across the board. Ain't that the truth? They could just, like you said, throw a dart. Anybody they Close take is going to damn near be dart. an improvement. Jacksonville Jaguars picking at seven. They are on the clock. They had a disappointing year. Yeah, almost surprising to hear them this high. They bring in Philadelphia legend St. Nick Foles. They were a team that struggled to do much of anything on offense. They're going to need to get Foles some weapons to work with. I got them taking the physical phenom, wide receiver DK Metcalf. Mm. Of course we're concerned about his stiffness. Mm -hmm. The production is, 
you know, it's it, there's production, but it doesn't necessarily blow your doors off. Mm -hmm. But he has that Calvin Johnson Megatron potential because of the physique. The pedigree, you know, his father and uncle were receivers in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I always like a lineage player, a legacy player. Gotta agree. I bet you Tom Coughlin likes that too. Yeah, I like DK Metcalf. I really think he has potential to be the best wideout in this draft. However, I think this wideout draft is probably the deepest position in this draft. And because of that, you better damn be sure that he's going to be the best wideout if you're going to take him this high. Because there's a lot of value later in the draft, too, on wide receivers. So I like DK. I think I like both Ole Miss receivers, actually. I think he has a big potential to be an absolute superstar. But I worry that maybe he's just overrated. Not even, not necessarily a bust where he is just not performing, but much overhyped because of one picture on social media. That could be the case. Corey Davis kind of went in this similar slot in the first round two yeah, years ago. Huge disappointment. Yeah, you know. I definitely didn't like Corey Davis as much as I like DK Metcalf. Interesting. I didn't think the ceiling on Corey Davis was nearly as high as the ceiling on DK Metcalf is. But at the same time, I think the floor is probably similar. And so far, the floor for Corey Davis has been irrelevant. Yep. All right. The Detroit Thanksgiving Lions are now on the clock with the eighth overall pick. Benny, the Lions have always been a low-key favorite team of mine. No clue why. Maybe a lovable loser thing to them. Barry Sanders, of course. The Thanksgiving Day game. I am a Matthew Stafford guy. I like the uniforms. I don't know. Something about the Lions always found cool. There's nothing you can hate about the Lions. Yeah. So whether or not you like them or not, there's always an empathy and kind of, I don't know, something that you just don't hate them. Yeah. So naturally, there's a small rooting interest in them. There it is. And with the eighth overall pick... I have them taking one of my favorite players in the draft, Iowa tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Benny, I think he's going to be perennial. I think he could bring back shades of Gronkowski. I like the kid. I think there's a couple nice tight ends in this one, but he's probably the most complete. Talking about complete, the Buffalo Bills are looking at complete a successful season for once here. <laughs> They're now on the clock with the ninth overall pick. Yeah, good luck. They liked what they saw out of the young quarterback, Allen, last year. They need to protect him. Mm -hmm. what, what better guy than big, burly offensive lineman? Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Sure. He's a, he's a big kid. The pedigree's there. He's blocked for some... NFL quarterbacks played in a very nice offense where they're airing the ball out, so he has to buy his quarterback some time. I think Cody Ford's going to be a nice offensive lineman in this league, and yeah. I actually like the pick. I agree. Some people don't have him going this high. Some do. The Bills need help on that offensive line. I think this is the move. If you can get a productive, reliable offensive lineman, you take him no matter how high it is. There it is. Cowboys got bashed for picking Zach Miller, what, 25th or 22nd or something around that range? 
and look at now, people are like, ah, oh, they were geniuses. Oh, Zach Martin, yeah. Zach Martin, Zach Miller, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Not the tight end with one leg. Right. The Denver Boncos are on the clock. Tenth overall pick here. John Elway starting to face some criticism. Many of you may not know, and many, many of you do know, that John Elway was drafted by the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And was all dead set to go play right field for the Yankees. Didn't want to be a Baltimore Colt. What better scenario than John Elway drafting another quarterback who was drafted to go play baseball as well? (laughs) Kyler Murray, a Bonco. Hmm. Staying in a similar part of the country, Oklahoma, Denver, close enough. I like that baseball connection. Mm-hmm. He sits under Flacco. He learns. Flacco Who, gets taken over once again by a primary running, running quarterback. quarterback. Sure, why not? Yeah. At this point in his career, many GMs may look at Flacco as a stopgap guy. So. Well, I think John Elway has developed a reputation for not being able to hit on the quarterback. I think that this is a free pass if you will a kid that many would feel a guy should go number one overall the value would be tremendous he gets a great value pick on him and at that point even if he whiffs he now gets a free pass for him the cincinnati bungles are now on the clock the bengals are another team benny with quarterback issues huge talking about sticking in the same part of the country I have them taking Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins, the heir apparent, or will remind many of once Bengals quarterback Jeff Blake, okay. who actually is a low-key favorite quarterback of mine. Yeah, he was always cool. Threw an accurate deep ball. He battled. Mm-hmm. Real cool throwing motion, too. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> the Bengals were just kind of abysmal around them, which did not help. Dwayne Haskins makes sense as a Bengal. Ohio State, Cincinnati, you know. He's destined for mediocrity. It is what it is. I kind of like the fit. I kind of like some elements of Haskins' game. But... I don't think he's a total bust. I think that he could be a mediocre quarterback for seven years for him. He kind of reminds me of like a McNabb. Yeah, well, I hated McNabb. But I was the same. But I would say closer to Jeff Blake. I think Probably. he's a more accurate thrower okay. than McNabb. Well, sure, Jeff you Blake can't would... be a less accurate thrower right, than yeah, McNabb. Yeah, really. All right, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock, and Benny, it was a disgrace last year that they only won six games with Aaron Rodgers essentially still in the prime of his career. They lost Clay Matthews via free agency, getting a little long in the tooth in some areas. I got them taken total specimen Houston defense alignment Ed Oliver Mm -hmm. they need to get after the quarterback they need to play better defense you need to replace Clay he's an icon yeah Ed Oliver's a good value pick at 12 such a good value pick he could go top five totally could Green Bay would be lucky for this situation to happen sure now I do think you have to give Green Bay a little bit of a pass for last season. Remember, Rodgers did get hurt in the opening week. Yeah. Lingered for a while and never really went guy. away. I agree. But at the end of the day, listen, there was the problems with the coaching and all of that. But at the end of the day, Rodgers doesn't get hurt. They're at least an 8-18. Eight eight 
the Miami Dolphins are now on the clock. Benny, Miami's an interesting team. It looks like they hit the reset button again. I think they're going to have a down year this year, and in oh, a big yeah. way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this pick is kind of going to be telling. I got them taking offensive tackle from Alabama, Jonah Williams. Sure. Build up that line. Get ready for when they get a quarterback in there that they feel good about, that he's protected. Well, just like we talked about earlier in the draft, sometimes when you know you're about to get a new quarterback, maybe you want to find the offensive lineman to protect them before you get that quarterback so I, you don't have to spend one or two drafts trying to fix that offensive line. I always believe, have the infrastructure yeah. to put that quarterback and those skilled players in place to succeed. Agreed. You have to, the, the general infrastructure has to be there. Sure, and if we break it down a little more, with the new strategy about winning while your quarterback is on a rookie contract, you then want to have your star players that were in place, the infrastructure you just talked about, in place for the quarterback so that even when the quarterback's on that final year or two, you now have the options of keeping those guys, getting rid of those guys, adding one or two pieces in free agency during those last couple years. If you waste the first two years of the quarterback's contract, now it's a lot harder to win in that rookie quarterback contract. The way the salary cap is structured, that's just it, that's the reality of the matter at this point. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons have the 14th overall pick. And we have them selecting Georgia cornerback DeAndre Baker. With the Washington Redskins with the 15th overall pick, we have... New Virginia resident and team member here at On The Mark, DJ Quiggs, calling in with the Redskins pick. Hello? DJ Quiggs, you are now On The Mark, the On The Mark Mock Mockery Draft Show. You are On The Mark. It is time to bark. You're a new resident down in Virginia. Your new Redskins have the pick, the 15th overall pick. <laughs> you're no longer a South Philadelphian. You're a Virginia yeah, guy. <laughs> you're not I'm a... always going to be an Eagles fan. Always uh, going to be an Eagles fan. But you got the heartbeat of these Redskins, Quigs. You've been down in Virginia talking turkey, making deals. What do you hear in the Redskins are going to do at 15, brother? I think they're going to do uh, Drew Locke. They need a quarterback, so. All right. The they're going to lock up the quarterback here. situation. Yes. Drew locked and cocked and ready to rock. DJ Quiggs, we look yes, forward sir. to talking to you again. Thank you, my man. Anything you want to tell the VIP listeners while you're here? Uh, and there it is, gang. DJ Quiggs, <laughs> you are now off the mark. Thank you for your time, sir. I like Drew Locke to the Redskins. I think it makes some sense. I think Jay Gruden needs a guy, and it it's a good fit. Yeah, I like Drew Locke a lot. I also think he has some bust potential, but I think all of these quarterbacks have some bust That's potential the, yeah. to them. And I like him more than Dwayne Haskins. I really do. I think he should be. If not the first, definitely the second quarterback off the board. 
That's the truth, Benny. Many people do believe he's the best quarterback in the draft. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock at 16. Panthers are a funky team, man. Can never really wrap my mind around them. I still can't believe they went 15-1 and one a couple years back and went right. to the Super Bowl. Makes no sense. Mm -mm. They went 15-1, and one, and I had no doubt in my mind that they were going to lose that Super Bowl oh, yeah. to a decrepit mm -hmm. Peyton Manning. Definitely. I had no doubt in my mind. And then coming into the next year. Uh, you knew it was setback oh, city. Oh, I was going to say you never even remembered they went 15-1. and Because they looked like shit. Yeah, you, you looked it up and were you, you were like, wait, what? They went 15-1? and one? Exactly. They could go a lot of different ways with this pick. They lost Thomas Jones. He, he's old. He was on his way out. He's a charger now. Luke Keekley has issues staying on the field. I got them taking Michigan linebacker Devin Bush. Mm -hmm. Ron Rivera is their head coach. Ron Rivera is a hell of a linebacker. He values that linebacking core. You need the depth. You need the uh, youth. Devin Bush is a nice player. Yeah, it's a good fit. I really like Devin Bush. Another one of these guys that I feel is a can't-miss prospect. Between him and... Uh, Devin White. And Devin White. I truly believe that those are two of the top players in this draft. Really one of the most, two of the most reliable players. And it's funny, I believe the NFL is a league of trends, following trends. Look at what the Cowboys did. They built that linebacker core, and now their defense is one of the best in the NFL. I think teams are taking note, and they're going to invest more in the linebacking core in the first round. Hint, hint, why I had the Raiders going Devin White at four. Yeah. The New York G-Men are on the clock, and Mike Pesh joins us again for the Giants' 17th overall pick by way of the Browns. Gentlemen, great to be back on the program, selecting 17th overall for the New York Football Giants. Will they go quarterback here? This is obviously the big return for Odell Beckham Jr., and... You know, although the team has a tremendous amount of needs, looking at a guy like Andre Dillard, Dexter Lawrence, I think the line will get addressed heavily later in the draft. There's a tremendous amount of confusion on whether or not they're going to go quarterback sixth overall. As I stated early in the program, I don't think they are enamored with anyone to go quarterback that early. That being said... I do think that there is a good chance that Gettleman loses his mind and goes quarterback 17th overall. That selection, I believe, will be Daniel Jones. A lot of people will think that's a reach. Very odd to go third quarterback overall on the board, maybe even potentially fourth at 17. But there's a history there. And I think uh, David Cutcliffe and Eli and that whole group will will endorse Jones and uh, is he the answer I'm sure there'll be booze I'm sure this is not going to be a layup um, but I do think that he will have pressure to pick someone at some point sometime who can replace a 37 year old quarterback although although the commentary out of uh, the giant front office today is that Eli did more than enough to prove <laughs> the job is his for the foreseeable future. It's literally laughable. I love Eli. I will 
stick with him until he's 50 years old. But, I mean, come on, Jesus. <laughs> so, again, Jones, Giants, 17th overall. God knows. Benny, for the on-the-mark mock mock redraft pick, I had some fun with this one. The Giants are a very dull team. Their best receiver right now is Golden Tate. Mm. Ugly. They received this pick from the Browns. Mm -hmm. So I got them taking Oklahoma wide receiver, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, there you go. Odell was a little Hollywood. Yeah. Apparently too much for them. I think Hollywood Brown is a little different of an animal than Odell. Not quite the limelight type of guy that Odell is. I don't think he is now, but I also don't know. know if Odell was yeah, when, you, before he got picked. You never know. And also, I'm pretty sure he's a cousin or something of, of Antonio, Antonio Brown. So maybe in the first year or two, maybe that doesn't mean anything. But if you start booming come year three, best believe your cousin's going to get in your ear about needing to get paid and needing to be a star. And I just worry about the future of that kid if he turns out to be anything like his cousin. Well, don't worry about the future too much because his cousin's going to go down as one of the greatest receivers in NFL history. No, I understand that. I'm just saying. <laughs> in a dynamic of an organization. Right? Yes, I'm right. saying if I was an organization, I'd be a little worried the amount of money I'm going to have to shell out and having to handle issues if this kid becomes a great player like his cousin. With the 18th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock. The Vikings were let down city last year. Oh, yeah. A lot of people thought they could have went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or should have. They were putrid. They didn't even make the playoffs. They were bad, man. And they had some nice early season moments winning in Philly. You know, they performed well first half of the season, but Kirk Cousins folded. And when they had to have it, they were atrocious. Yeah, it got ugly for them, and it was very disappointing for them. Up there with Jacksonville for the most disappointing seasons probably last year. Agreed. And Atlanta, you Agreed. can throw in there. Yes. Uh, but I do like that team's infrastructure. They keep Anthony Barr, and I do love Anthony Barr and just all the guys uh, yeah, and yeah. all the names on that Harrison defense. Harrison Smith, yeah. yeah. So I think they're going to go offense, Benny, so mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins doesn't eat the shitter. Has a, Give Kirk a little more help. Mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook has some issues staying on the field. They lost Latavius Murray in free agency. I have them selecting Alabama running back Josh Jacobs. Mm -hmm. I like that. He can make plays in the passing game, and he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. Uh-huh. And we were just talking about trends in the NFL. Another one is to make sure you have two running backs who you trust and are versatile and all of that. So just because you have Dalvin Cook and you invested a big pick in him doesn't mean you're not just going to go and get Jacobs also. At this point, they're probably wondering, what do we have in Dalvin Cook? Possibly. Injury concerns, disappears at times, mm -hmm. but also does make some great plays. Sure. I, I think, think... Go ahead. I think between those two running backs... You have a good situation. And the wideout core that they have, oh. you mix in the tight end that they yeah. have. It, it's nice. It it's is. It's a very nice core. And, and, and you're doing that, and it's not like a situation like the Giants where you're adding this like talent but you don't have the offensive line. Sure. They have the offensive line. Definitely. So I think it's a, a really neat pick, actually. I think it's kind of cool. And when you look at the division, at the end of the day, you're going to have to compete against Rodgers for probably the next 10 years. You need to score points. Yeah, they got to compete with the Packers and the Bears. 
they can't go um, dormant like they did the last few weeks of that season. They need to be able to score points. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans are now on the clock. It's going to be a fun pick when they're on the clock because, obviously, Nashville hosting the draft this year. We have our Titans insider, Michael Pissarro, joining us. Michael's been spot on two years in a row with the Titans draft. Even gave us the second rounders. Here's Michael's picks for the 2019 Tennessee Titans. All right, cuz. It's, uh, this is Michael Pissarro reporting from uh, Titans headquarters, you know, Titans insider. And uh, I like to say I'm probably the best insider of this whole mock draft. It's uh, not even close at this point. You know, last year I gave you guys uh, Rashard Evans and Howard Landry, and uh, that's who I would take in the first round. And guess what? Turns out uh, Rashard Evans was the first pick and Howard Landry was the second pick. So nobody knows their team what they're going to do more than me. I know what's going on. I, I know. You know what I'm saying? I know John Robinson. You know what I mean? So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. First off, a tight end in the first round will never happen. Okay, let's let's stop. All right? Mel Kuyper and, 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 you know, the other dude, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, Todd McShay, the worst. I should have his job. Well, they'll never draft a tight end. So the Noah Fant, Irv Smith thing, get that out. All right? That's never happening. So what's going to happen is this is how it's going to happen. There's three players I'm going to give you, all right? If Christian Wilkinson is on the board, that'll be the pick from Clemson, all right? Christian Wilkinson will be the pick. Rabel loves him, all right? The second player, if he falls, it's going to be tough because everybody and their mother wants an edge guy this year. It'll be Brian Burns, all right? I prefer Burns over Wilkins, but... I think they'll go, uh, I like both of the players, but I think they'll go Wilkins if they're both available. I don't see them both being available, though. All right. The third option is Garrett Bradbury. Now, not, you know, I love the player. I don't love the value here. You know what I mean? They could do a lot worse. You know what I mean? Like taking a project tight end like Irv Smith or Noah Fant. Like, I'm good. So if it comes down to he's the best, they'll jump on Bradbury. I would love for them to trade back and pick up value, then get him. But I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll do that. They'll get their guy. Robinson's shown that whole guy, his guy, he'll move up, he'll move back. But I think that everybody's kind of from the mid-teens to until the early twenties is trying to trade back because I feel like this draft's top-heavy. It's top ten, and then after that, it gets real bunched up. The value from probably in the early teens to early 30s is pretty you're splitting hairs it's kind of preference at that point all right so there's the picks now i will add this if they add a defensive player in the uh first round debu samuel could be in play in the second round okay they will come they will come away with a defensive lineman or edge rusher in the first or second round and they will add a interior offensive lineman by the end of day two Okay, so it's kind of going to see if the receivers, the spot that they take. And I think if Samuel's there in the second round and they add a defensive guy, that's the way they can go. All right, that's what's going to happen. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, signing out uh, from Titans headquarters on the mark. I'll see you guys next year. Now, Benny, on the on the mark, mock, mock draft. 
I have them taking Clemson defensive tackle. Christian Wilkins. That's without consulting Mr. Pissarro. I always like Mike's picks. He's plugged in with the Tennessee Titans. He knows what uh, he's talking about. And we're going to see how it plays out. The Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. And our Las Vegas specialist, Tony Nicky Jr., has shot us a text of his pick. And he's feeling really good about it. He's got the Steelers taking Temple cornerback, Rock Yasin. Makes total sense to me, Benny. Steelers need to get back to who they are. Defense. The secondary needs help. Rock Yasin's got it all. He's got all the makings of a shutdown corner. Tall, physical, athletic, and he's not afraid to tackle. Yeah. I love corners who want to play the run and stick their nose in there. He's very tough. Tony Nicky made a point of it to talk about how he was voted one of those single-digit numbers at Temple. Temple Tough. Which... Hashtag Temple Tough. For people might may or may not know, those are the nine toughest guys on the team voted on by the team before the season. So those aren't easy to get. So when you're a corner and you get one, it's saying a lot. It is. It is. I saw him down at the Senior Bowl. He was very vocal on the practice field. He has the energy you'd like to see because it shows he loves the game of football. He loves practice. Football's a practice sport. Yeah. You practice five, six days a week. Uh-huh. You have to love the practice. You have to love the game. Rock Yassin has that trait. Kind of reminds me of an Aqib Talib. Yes. Very has reminiscent. Has that feel to him. Very reminiscent. The Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. They're a team that's getting older. They were known for their secondary. They lost Earl Thomas in free agency. They need to add a young, youthful talent. What better than taking a regional guy like Washington cornerback Byron Murphy? Mm. You keep him in the same part of the country. Yeah. The kid can play. Definitely. He's got similar traits to a Rocky Asin. Yeah, and in that organization can definitely flourish. No question long about arms, it. Long arms. Very yes. long wings, wingspan. Yes. I'm a big fan of keeping a kid in the same part of the country. I do like that. Sometimes. Sometimes. It, well, depending on the kid. Byron depending Murphy. on the kids, depending on the type of the part of the country. So that was my other thing. I like when uh, warm weather teams draft cold weather players. Sure. I'm big on that as well. The Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock. Benny, you know, and the VIP listeners know, I am not a believer in Lamar Jackson whatsoever. No, me either. They are going to commit to building around him. They mm-hmm. already have. They need to protect him. Andre Dillard, offensive tackle. Some think he's one of the top two tackles in the draft. I don't know if I necessarily agree. But getting him at 22 is a nice spot for a day one starter. I don't think it's a huge impact move. I think the Ravens are a team trending downwards. But it is a move that shows the support for Lamar Jackson. And, you know, trying to establish and build that infrastructure so they can hope and pray that Lamar can get the job done for them. While I I think that's a good pick for them. I don't know if that's where they're going to go. That organization has a lot of ties to drafting defensive players high in the draft, and they just lost a couple big names. I think they're going to want to replace those. 
And I also think that they look at Lamar Jackson as a guy that escapes and you can handle a subpar offensive line with that kind of quarterback. Maybe it gets him killed one day, but at the end of the day, that team does need a lot. And I agree that they're trending down. I could see them trying to reestablish that defense with this pick. And I'm looking at our board, Benny, and Rashawn Gary has fallen. Yeah. So let's reconvene. And let's say Rashawn Gary would be their dream pick there. I think that's a smarter pick. At 22. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it does make sense. Yeah. Terrell Suggs back with them on a one-year deal, but he's he's up there in age. Mm-hmm. They do need that kick in the ass defensively because the defense got old quick. Yeah, it did. You know, and and not and they lost Eric Weddle in free agency, yeah. who was a leader for them and a playmaker. And you add Earl Thomas, but who knows how much is left in that tank? Exactly. So we'll see what happens. So there we are with the Ravens. Now we're on to the Houston Texans at twenty-three. <laughs> Once again, a team with a young quarterback. This is my favorite offensive lineman in the draft. NC State center slash guard, Garrett Bradbury. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal at the Senior Bowl. He was one of the three guys the Raiders said, hey, you're, we're putting our logo on your helmet out the tunnel for player introductions. You earned it all week in practice. He was a total stud. He can be a 10-year center. He could be a 10-year guard in this league. Mm-hmm. He's a football junkie. Kind of reminds you of one of those Cowboy offensive linemen. I was just going to say, the pick itself reminds me of the Cowboys taking Martin. Yes. And, you know, they're cross-state rivals. I definitely think there's some parity to that, and I think the pick makes perfect sense. The Raiders at 24. This is the one of the Khalil Mack picks. The Raiders need some help on the offensive line as well. I have Mike Mayock selecting from his alma mater, Boston College, guard Chris Lindstrom. The Philadelphia Eagles are now on the clock, and we have our Eagles insider, the great Johnny Donnie, with the pick. For the record, the On The Mark Mock Mock Draft has the Eagles selecting Greedy Williams. Pair him with Jalen Mills and the other cast of characters they got in that defensive backfield. They need to improve back there. I think Greedy could be a hell of a player for them. Let's see what Johnny Donnie forecasts them to do, Benny. And with the 25th pick in the draft, I believe this is a spot the Eagles will try to look and uh, trade up. Um, A guy that I think they could be targeting and should be targeting um is christian wilkins a defensive tackle from clemson um probably gonna have to trade up into the teens to get him uh shouldn't be too much of an issue as the eagles have two second round picks this year um you know as you can remember wilkins was pretty much unstoppable in the national championship game um you know he's got crazy athleticism and a good speed as an interior disruptor and a guy you could pair along with Fletcher Cox it could really wreak havoc on uh, opposing teams offensive lines um, another guy I, I, I'd look to see if, if they do by chance stay put is uh, fellow Clemson D tackle Dexter Lawrence um, you know he, he's a very good run stopper and, and I think it, in the NFC East it kind of makes sense to have a guy that's going to help you on the run stop um, but again that's I'm assuming that if they do stay put at 25, 
which I, I don't know that they are. But if they do, I think Dexter Lawrence is a guy they could target. I think another guy that teams kind of have, you know, this guy's been flying on the radar a little bit. Little, little lately, he's been making some waves. Um, is local guy, uh, cornerback Rock Yasin, uh, the cornerback from Temple. Um, you know, as Eagles fans will will tell you, they've watched numerous cornerbacks and safeties get burnt over the top and all across the field in the past, however many years. And uh, you know, I, I don't like. I said I don't think it's likely that the Eagles are picking here. I think it's more likely that they trade up, but. Uh, he's another guy you could watch in this spot. Um, another guy that I wouldn't also wouldn't rule out if they do stay put is DeAndre Baker, the cornerback from Georgia. Um, you know, there's there's a number of ways the Eagles can go um, as they ha- do have some some holes on both sides of the ball. They do have an aging offensive line. Um, it's something that's going to have to be addressed at some point. But right now, if you if you were to ask me, I would say. Most likely, the Eagles are trading up, and uh, I think Christian Wilkins is the guy I would be targeting. All right, all right, Benny, what do you think? Johnny's taking a shot there. Why not? We're having some fun with the mockery mock draft pick, aren't we? Oh yeah, I I think Johnny is maybe more spot on than we are, but I, I like both picks. I could see it going either way. Either circumstance. Frank Reich's Colts with the twenty-sixth overall pick. This is probably a name that many of you haven't heard. Colts need some help on defense, even though they played solid defensive football last year. It still wasn't good enough. They weren't going to stop the Chiefs. And you need to add talent to continue that level of play. Got them taking Maryland safety, Darnell Savage, who's kind of a late bloomer in this draft, Benny. He's a name that has now emerged into the first round. The Raiders are now on the clock with the 27th overall pick. This is the Cowboys' Amari Cooper pick. Benny, since the Cowboys didn't have the first their first-round pick this year because of the Amari Cooper trade, and you always do the, your Cowboys pick, I'm going to give you the honors. Now, I don't know if you would do this for me, but I'm, doing, I'm giving you my team. Benny, make the call. Well, with the 27th pick, in the 2019 mock mockery on the mark draft we have the oakland raiders selecting paris campbell wide receiver ohio state i like it i like it a lot it goes back to the old school mode maybe of oakland raiders drafting i think you replace amari cooper with a younger cheaper probably impossibly better wide out yeah faster definitely faster and you don't need him to be your number one because of Antonio Brown. So there's no pressure on the kid. I think this kid is a can't-miss prospect. I, I really do. I don't necessarily think he should be picked in the top ten or anything. But I think when you're going through the list of players, guys who are can't-miss, this is one of those that you check off. Cannot miss. This kid's a pro. This kid's a 10-15 year pro. He reminds me of like a Ted Ginn coming out. That I was just... gonna say like a Joey Galloway, but he's taller than Joey Galloway. Paris Campbell's six one, so yeah, yeah I like I the idea of like, like Ted, Ted Ginn, Ginn yeah. where coming out, you were just like, this is a can't miss kid. Maybe he's not the best player in the draft but at the end of be it, something. but he's gonna be a solid NFL player for a while. And Paris Campbell's one knock, they worry about his deep ball capabilities, but that can be learned with that type of speed. Definitely. 
So that would be a sexy pick at 27. You almost wonder if the Steelers at 20 would reach for a Paris Campbell. Sure. Funny enough, I actually think the Steelers might sway away from a wide receiver in the first round because they're so good about finding them later. And especially, I've been saying this, but also I heard their GM mention it. This is a very deep wide receiver class. Yeah. So I think because of their history with hitting on third, fourth, fifth, sixth round wide receivers, they're going to hold off at least until the second round to draft one of these kids. I could even see if Jacobs gets to them, them taking a second running back to go along with Connor. That's an interesting pairing. That's a nice pairing. I like that pairing. Yeah. A little bit of thunder and lightning, a little bit of that. But I definitely think if the right wide receiver gets to the Raiders in this 27th pick and Campbell would be the ideal one in my eyes, I think that they go with that pick. I like it. It would be sexy. Yeah. It would get Raiders fans kind of pumped up. Oh, yeah. Who's going to stop this wide receiver core? Seriously. And it's going to give Derek Carr every chance he needs to uh, get back to that MVP caliber. Definitely. The Chargers with the 28th pick. The Chargers gave up 41 points in in Gillette Gillette Stadium in the divisional round of the playoffs. They lost some free agents on the defensive side of the ball. I see them adding to their secondary with cornerback Lonnie Johnson. The Kansas City Chiefs on the clock at 29. This is a great value pick for them. Losing Justin Houston and D. Ford in the offseason, they draft Clemson pass rusher Clellan Farrell. Be a huge value pick if he fell all the way to them, and I think it's possible. Oh, I, I could see it being possible. I think it's unbelievable value that they cannot pass up, but I also think Clellan Farrell is one of my possible bust Abs- Well, hence players. the fall. Sure. Hence the fall. Yeah, but he is busting all over him. Green Bay Packers, the 30th overall pick by way of the Saints. Get Aaron Rodgers a tight end. This Matt LaFleur liked using Delaney Walker in Tennessee. How about the Green Bay Packers selecting Alabama tight end? Irv Smith Jr. Hmm. NFL legacy, legacy lineage player. Played in the big games at Bama. Made plays. I know you're kind of saying, hey, where's the Noah Fant man? Yeah, I like Fant, but I also like Smith. I I could see the second tight end being either one of them. Because Irv Smith is more comparable to a Delaney Walker. Sure. Okay, they're more similar of a tight end than a Fant to a Delaney Walker. Sure, and you also have Nick Saban, who some guys probably will trust with an opinion more. Absolutely. 31st overall pick, the Rams. The Rams lost some key players, and Dominican Sue might not be back with them. So I have them taking a guy who some believe is a top 10 talent in the draft, but he's currently injured. Defense tackle, Mississippi State, Jeffrey Simmons. This would be one of those value picks. This happens a lot in drafts where teams get good players later because of current injuries. And honestly, the Rams don't have a ton of holes to fill. Mm -hmm. But they're built on defense around having a monstrous presence in the middle of that defensive line. And with 
Sue potentially not returning and always one injury away from losing an Aaron Donald or a Sue. You want to have that depth there. You want to have that youth there. I think it's a right uh, move for them if the draft falls this way. I agree. And as much as I like, let's say, the first 30 best prospects in this draft, I really like the next 30 also. So yep. the picks Me between too. 30 and 60, they're going to be some really nice players. So these good teams are going to be able to get at least one, if not two, pretty solid players to yep. add to their teams. You're right. And you know who else believes that? Mike, Mike Mayock, Mayock and John Gruden. Agreed. They desperately want to get picks in that between that 35th and that they want to pick in there. Mm-hmm. They're trying to trade back, but it's got to be the right value. Sure. And they got to get the right player. Sure. The New England Patriots picking in that all-familiar Super Bowl champions pot of 32. Gronk retires. I got them going with Iowa tight end. Noah Fant, man. There's my guy. Tom Brady will be able to get him. His new Aaron Hernandez. And that's kind of what it is. Yeah. So... The Patriots will do whatever they have to do game plan wise. Mm-hmm. Fans got that ability to create mismatches like Gronk did. Yeah. In a little bit different of a way. Uh, Fans going to create the mismatches with his raw speed mm-hmm. and athletic ability, whereas Gronk created mismatches with his physical presence. Sure. And his monstrous size. Yeah, and I, I like a guy coming from Iowa too to the Patriots. I feel like that's a similar mentality that carrying over it's not you know one of these flashy programs going to iowa it's a nice program it's a cool program but it's not the flashiest and so you got to be disciplined you got to you know you got to be smart out there now benny i'm gonna give the vip listeners some bonus picks here we're gonna take them into the second round a little bit exciting just a little bit i want them to see the vision i want them to listen to the vision Uh because this is a podcast you got to listen to the vision yeah the Arizona Cardinals with the first pick of the second round. Select Duke quarterback Daniel Jones. Mm. One of those second round falls. Oh, yeah. Derek Carr, Drew Brees. Sure. Those cool quarterbacks that mm-hmm. sometimes fall to the top of the second round. Then you got your monstrous defense alignment and Quinn and Williams. Yeah. And then you started off with your quarterback of the future, Daniel Jones. Well, I feel that the Cardinals may have to wind up trading up into the back half of the first round to get a Daniel Jones or whoever they want because of the fact that these teams want that fifth-year option on the first round picks. And I think that's very important. It is. It is important. And I like Daniel Jones as a prospect. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he can't miss. I'm not saying I think he's going to be this or that. I just I think there's something there. I like his mechanics. Sure. He has the legs. He's not a statue back there. Mm -hmm. Of course, I worry about the whole, you know, Duke thing a little bit. I don't know. My worry would be why would the quarterbacks or why would the Cardinals invest in another non mobile, really, quarterback? He, he has better feet, better, better legs better, than Rosen. But at a certain point, no, he's, he's not, not a running quarterback. Well, but he's so. Com- his, you know who his comp is? It's Alex Smith. You know Alex Smith yeah. broke some games with his legs. Sure. Alex Smith is nice, but that's if he can't be Alex Smith. Alex Smith would have been terrible had he been turning the ball over. Now, you would have liked Alex Smith drafted more at 32 than, or uh, 33 rather, than where Alex Smith was drafted. Absolutely. So, and I think Kingsbury would love Alex Smith too. I just don't know 
if that's even, if Daniel Jones is even a good fit for his system. Well, he's got the to which, he's got the legs like May, Mayfield and Murray do. He yeah, can move. I don't, I don't know if he's moving like that. Well, Alex Smith is like a Mayfield. Yeah, I hear you. Minus the Mayfield has the cannon. Alex yeah. Smith doesn't have that type of cannon. I don't know. I just think it's a spacing game Kingsbury wants to run, and I don't know if Daniel Jones can execute it any better than Josh Rosen. Fair enough. I believe he can for the on the more VIP listener record there. We'll we'll play this tape back if it happens. Yeah. Which it probably won't. And it we'll won't. Play the tape back. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> the Colts defense. I believe they still need pieces. They need to be able to get after the passer. Brian Burns, pass rusher, Florida State. A lot of people believe he's a first-round pick. Every year, these nice little players fall out of that first round. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian Burns type of guy, he could go as high as maybe 18, 19, 20. Sure, even higher. Yeah, right. 15. But the way sometimes a board falls, you get one of these beautiful steals at the top of the second round. Mm-hmm. And... Um, firm believer Frank Reich they want to be able to stop these potent offenses that'd be a huge bring in for them it would the 35th overall pick the Oakland Las Vegas Raiders select Mike Mayock goes back to his alma mater one more time defensive end Zach Allen high motor guy athletic can play the run needs to add to his pass rush arsenal He's a football junkie. I talked to his parents down at the Super Bowl, down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Great people. Father works in Manhattan, you know, from that Connecticut area, Benny. They offered to put me in their cab and take me over there. I said, don't worry about it, guys. I got the got the on-the-mark limo coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, great people. I think Zach Allen's a heck of a player, and I think he's a kid who rookie year – will be a guy who's in that defensive line rotation week one. And that's a nice starting four picks by those Raiders. People would be saying, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I think you would like to think whatever four guys they take, if it crumbles that way, if there's no trading involved, people would be like, wow, they just added four like possible day one starters. Yeah. Seriously. Or rotation guys. Yeah. And this is football. I like having good rotation guys. I hear you. So if that means it's a Rocky Sin or a, even a DeAndre Baker, who's like that third corner, mm-hmm. day one, I have no problems with that. I really like what if what we pick comes to fruition. You had two outside rushers. You had a nice linebacker, a nice little defensive triangle yes. set up. Yes. And then you got a nice playmaker on the outside offensively to help. It's a toy for Derek. You get a toy for Gruden and Carr, yeah. and you solidify that friggin' defense. And the thing, too, about what I really hope they pick a receiver third, especially if they've gone defense the first two. Makes so much sense. Is now there's no pressure because you're the third of the third, or you're the third of the three first-round picks. You have Antonio Brown taking all the pressure away. You have no pressure to perform and that allows you now to perform even better than you could have. Absolutely. And that element of flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. Catching guys and teams by surprise. Yeah. 
I think Paris Campbell's a player, man. I do too. Like I said, I think he's a 10 to 15 year NFL I, I wide do receiver. Because you know what we say about these high end speed wide receivers? Even when they lose a step, they're, they're still, still faster fast. than everybody else and they still can play. Seriously. Deshaun Jackson just got a nice contract. He's 32 years old. Yes. He's 5'9. Absolutely. 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the thing about these wide Antonio outs. Antonio Brown. Once you start losing a step, you know what play is called, so you know the route you need to uh, run. So as long as you've yes. worked on your route running and your skills to get open, just because you lose a little bit of speed doesn't mean you get any worse. You now have had all that experience where you can work up and get the rest of your skills better. Well, Benny, I think this was a solid mock draft, uh, mock mock draft, mockery mock draft episode. I like all the names. These are all the main names involved, but we sprinkled in you know, a little bit of originality. Mm -hmm. I think Kyler Murray going 10 to the Broncos is fascinating here. Yeah. Quinnen going one overall is fascinating, and it does make some sense. Offensive line heavy draft. A lot of good corners, too. Mm -hmm. But then you got to weigh it out. Is it the teams need the corners? So they're like, oh, we like these guys because we need them. Yeah. True. Or are they really good players? Sure. And that's the mystery of the draft. Corners are very tough. Outside of uh, Patrick Peterson or one of those can't-can't-miss, I'd really stay clear of them for the first the round. Ohio at least the Ohio State kids have been good. I'll yeah, give them that credit. But uh, I would stay away from most of them for at least the first half of the first round if I was picking in there. Unless, oh, yeah. no unless like it. I said, it was a Patrick Peterson who I b believed was a can't-can't-miss. The wild cards in this draft, I think, that can go higher or lower than expected. Uh, DK Metcalf, he could go anywhere from high-end first round to the end or out of the first round because mm -hmm. there are good receivers available. Sure. I think uh, TJ Hawkinson is a major wild card name. I think teams could get up there and draft him pretty high. Ed Oliver. And then big names like Greedy Williams, Devin Bush, Rashawn Gary. These guys are talents with name recognition, expectations, but yet they could go anywhere in the first round. Mm -hmm. We don't even have A.J. Brown in our top 35 here. Sure. He's and a hell of a receiver. I already mentioned I like both Old Miss receivers, so obviously I like him. We will see how the cookie crumbles, Benny. For a Monday night mockery mock draft deal, I think it was pretty good. I guarantee you we hit on it a couple of these picks. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, we gave a breakdown of what we believe these college players will be, for better or worse. Yeah, I think we're right on. It's another one in the books, Benny. I know you love this mock mockery draft annual show. We love this one. We love the Thanksgiving one, the yep. Halloween one. We like, you know, mm -hmm. but it's one of our annual favorites. I know. It's, it's cool. It's an annual one we bring back. It's we, exciting. We, get a, we try to get a lot of people in the mix, and a lot of people were scared to come on, Benny. Yeah. I asked a lot of people to commit picks. They're scared to put their names on it. Cowards. They're cowardly. They don't want to, you know, think or, or make people think that they don't know what they're talking about. Sure. Well, the irony is... This might be the most on-point one we have ever had. That is ironic, isn't it? And at the end of the day, 
I don't know if it was that they didn't want to come on or we banished them from the on the mark mockery mock draft because we didn't trust yeah, we where didn't, their allegiance we, we, yeah, lied. Exactly. We had to uh, purge out some people. Yes, we had to purge it down. We had to chop it down, cut it, slim it down this time. We didn't have as many experts. That's because we were the experts this time. We had to trust our instincts on this one, Marky. Yeah, and look, we still reached out to some of the close guys that we trust. Sure. And that are a part of the show moving forward. Absolutely. But every now and then, when you're changing direction, when you're putting a new stamp on things, when you're building towards something, a purge is needed. Well, listen, maybe next year's mock, mock, mockery draft. We'll bring more people on. Maybe like Brett Boone will be welcome back on. But as for this year, right. I'm sorry, Brett and the rest of you. We had to purge you out. We had to cut you down. We had to slim it out. And we had to get down to business this year. We sent everybody home and we told them not to return to the On The Mark Media Center until further notice. Yeah. So VIP listeners, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed the draft. Spring has sprung. You are now off the mark.